This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, parents and grandparents and all of you who are fans of the Wonder of Parenting podcast, we're glad to have you with us today as we dive into a couple of your questions. We are always grateful to receive these really good, insightful questions that you have for us. And of course, we're grateful that Dr. Michael Green is uh, available to help us work our way through many of these different questions. Michael, we're glad to have you with us today. Thank you, Tim. Great to be here. Thanks, everyone. And uh, thanks, of course, to our sponsors. We're so grateful for them, Greg Jantz and the great folks up there in the Seattle area with the Center of Place of Hope. And you can learn more about them on uh, wonderofparenting.com. And if you're ever struggling with any kinds of uh, issues uh, related to life and making life difficult, that's a good resource to start with. Uh, and Greg's got uh, all kinds of books out to help you, and they've got some great people there who can help you as well. So that's a Place of Hope. And the center up there in the Seattle area, you can find them on wonderofparenting.com. So we've got two questions today that we're going to dive into. The first has to do uh, with a son who's got some boundary issues. And uh, I just want to go through the question. And uh, it's it's a little longer. And uh, so, Michael, as soon as I'm done reading it, we're just going to let you dive in because I know you've been thinking about it already. Okay. Uh, we have a four-year-old, active four-year-old boy. I'll give you as much information as I can because you always want a little few more details. We appreciate that. My husband and I are married, pretty consistent when it comes to setting up, up, setting up expectations and consequences. My son is the middle child between a six-year-old sister and a one-year-old sister. This is not new behavior that developed after his baby sister was born. He has a terrible problem with actually listening or following through with what is asked. We will, have, we will have him repeat what he needs to do, and he will repeat it and still not do what he has asked, and then act completely surprised that the consequence is followed through. He will cry and scream and say he will do it now, or he pushes the very boundary. If he is not uh, to touch an object, he will touch it with his foot <laughs> and say it wasn't his hand, or he will look at me and touch it one more time and then be upset when he has a consequence. And uh, I, I know it's not funny for you, Angela, but it is funny reading it because it sounds like a boy, doesn't it? Uh, it seems most of the time he ignores what I ask unless I raise my voice with him. He can also be very tough when I know, uh, which I know is normal, and we try to give him outlets for it. He went to our neighbor's house yesterday. Uh, he'd been asking to go to play for a week with his four-year-old friend. Uh, he was only able to stay a short time when the mom brought him back for tearing apart the other boy's puzzle and kicking something of the older brother's and breaking the older brother's fidget spinner. He knows that these things are not acceptable, but does them anyway, and was very upset he did not get to stay and cried for a very long time and yelled that I was a bad mommy for not letting him stay. I explained that his actions had consequences and that his choices were the reason he had come home. We are at a loss for how to get him to follow through with what he is supposed to do when he knows what he is supposed to do and chooses not to. Thanks for your help. Uh, I enjoy the podcast. We appreciate that. So, Michael, even though some of this behavior is, uh, you know, rather funny with the the pushing of the boundaries, there's some there's some things here that um, we need to talk about. I'm guessing. 
Yeah. Yeah. With when you when a child comes home, the child has busted up other kids toys and all of that, you know, that yeah, that's that, it's a good reason to send the child home. So he I see a few things there. And I think I think some of it is that he might be a lawyer in the future. <laughs> I mean, and I mean that slightly predictively, but um, slightly jokingly, but I think people can see why I'm saying it. He's looking for ways around things, right? He's, it's not my hand, it's my foot. He's, he's smart and he's, he's listening to what people tell him to do. And he's a little bit, let's say defiant. He's not what we would call an agreeable personality He's more defiant. And, um, and that's his personality and it's going to serve him well, probably in the future. But Right now, it makes it so that he's creating uh, issues, and he's looking for attention, and he's getting, you know, looking for negative attention. So, in other words, stuff that gets him in trouble, um, which we don't really want for him. Uh, but he's getting what he's asking for. Like he is asking to get in trouble, and he is getting in trouble. Um, so, so uh, an interesting thing for me, if I were working with them, was to try to figure out if if he's if the message is really getting up to his prefrontal and frontal, let's say, um, uh, the top of his brain, the executive decision-making part, is it getting up there to him that it's wrong to do that thing? Or is it not getting up there? I suspect it is getting there. He does know it's wrong. And so he's pushing the boundary to get the challenge response. And I think, and I think the parents are doing the right thing. And they may have to uptick, actually, the... Um, uh, slightly uptick the severity of their responses. So if, and I don't mean physically or something like that, I'm not talking about that, but I mean, and at least one of them might need to be a louder voice, you know, go to your room right now, you know, to get a, 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 a more, uh, a harsher response so that it gets in his head, you know, that what he has done is wrong. And um, uh, if in fact it is wrong and less negotiation, more authoritative and try that for a month. Um, you know, you know. I'm always saying try something for a month, see if it works. Because I don't know your son, but see if that works to get it so that he can override this impulse he has to get negative attention uh, and to get in trouble and to, you know, in some cases break other people's stuff and then get in trouble. Uh, let me just start with that. What do you think of that? So uh, he's four years old. Right. So, you know, on the one hand, you think, all right, he's, he's four years old. But on the other hand, you, you do, as a parent, you look at this behavior and you're, you're concerned about it. Is, is this the kind of thing where they would be well served to seek out a, a therapist of some sort in their community who works with children that young and just see if there are some other things going on? Uh, or is your sense at this point, and of course we can't diagnose, but is your sense at this point that this is a bit of a personality thing and he needs some boundary setting? Yeah, I uh, I mean, I would never say to people not to get counseling. So if, if there, anyone's listening and, you know, counseling is a good thing. Uh, it, it, I think, though, that it's this is probably at this point, at four years old, more along the lines of he's got this incredibly powerful personality and he's in some ways um, not asserting it you know, he's not directing it at things that are helpful uh, in some ways. So, I mean, when you, when she says, it seems most of the time he ignores what I ask unless I raise my voice, th that's what I'm hearing. I'm not necessarily hearing counseling. I'm hearing authoritative parenting, you know, more authoritative parenting. 
Um, and I think she's hinting at that, that it's when she raises her voice that he then does what he's told to do. And we don't want to squash in him the beauty of this personality. And that's why I joke that he'll be a lawyer. You know, I mean, he's, he's going to be successful. This is a, this is a successful personality. So if nothing else gets in his way, this is going to lead him to perhaps some leadership to some success. So we don't want to destroy it. It's a good thing, but he can't be breaking other people's toys. Right. So I, I think not ready for counseling yet. Um, more, more authoritative parenting and immediate consequences and you know no negotiation on something if it's obviously like oh i mean we gotta laugh that he said well look this wasn't my it's not my hand it's my foot or it's my foot my hand it's a chuckler uh but but we gotta set a line and then be authoritative on that line Uh, are there some things that they can do from a positive reinforcement perspective yeah, my get I get the sense from them that they are practicing that kind of positive discipline where they're they've 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 run through those options is the sense I get, which is like you redirect, right? You you reprimand less, you redirect more. Um you certainly congratulate the child when the child does it the right way or the way you want, the positive way. Um if they have not practiced those, I strongly suggest them. I get the sense that they have done that though. Um mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, positive discipline is always good. Yeah, I think uh, anybody who's ever raised a child who uh, has a lot of energy, uh, is a boundary pusher, um, you know, finds a, that they're really scratching their heads because they, you're right, you don't want to in, in any way squash that, that beautiful person who's going to emerge out of there with all of that energy. But they got to be able to function in society. They've got to be able to go to friends' houses and play. And, right. and uh, you know, it, it's got to be very, very frustrating for uh, the parents. Now, let's, let's take it a little bit uh, beyond that and just say, uh, how about with their other two kids? How do they help their two kids? Uh, and, of course, we're, we're speaking now really broadly, not just about them, but families who have another child who's not pushing boundaries. How do they help the, the other children sort of navigate the brother or sister who pushes boundaries. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, you mean in terms of to not model the the negative? Yeah, well, behavior? just to help that. Well, just to, you know, if you've got a, a big sister and a little sister, and you've got a boundary pusher in the middle, how do those kids relate to him? And and how do they? You make sure that they're getting the attention they need as well, because your boundary pusher can take a lot of attention yeah. away from the other kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, of course, we're focused on all three kids. Right. And we keep that focus and we work really hard. And if one parent is is having to spend a lot of time with this child, the other parent, 
you know, spend more time with the other kids. And, and let me extend that out to extended family. When you have a challenging child that is taking a lot of attention, um, uh, it's so important that grandparents, aunts, uncles, co-op parents, that, you know, the extended family can, coaches can spend time with the other two kids. Um, and this, this child is not, I don't know that this child's at that level, but we certainly find this with kids who have behavioral disorders or or uh, disabilities of some kind, and the parents need to, or health concerns, and the parent needs to spend like almost all their time with that child. So then we need to make sure these other kids are getting it from the other parent and the extended family, um, and that would be a phase. Like that, the, like with this child, I think this is probably a phase, and this child for a period of time is going to be demanding all this attention, maybe, let's say, extra attention, um, uh, with the right practices and with help of others and extended family and, you know, author authoritative parenting and positive discipline, I think this is going to work out um, uh, within a week or two, I'm sorry, within a month or two. At a certain point, I think this is this child's going to start kind of getting it. Um, uh, but for the length of time that takes, yeah, make sure those kids are getting attention from others. Now, let's let's move off of this family for a moment and just ask the question, if you've got a boundary pusher uh, in your family, a, a child, at one, what are some of the signs that you would look for to say this is more than just boundary pushing, this might be a behavioral challenge that parents are going to want to be aware of? What, what do you look for? Okay, I would look for um, anger management issues you know, anger. So how that is working. I don't mean normal tantrums. Tantrums are really normal. They're developmental. Um, uh, you know, they're fine as long as they're not done in public, as long as there's certain boundaries around them. There's no harm done to any other human being while a child's throwing a tantrum. But tantrums are part of, of being a little kid. But if the anger issues become um, significant, like the child is really having few other responses except anger, you know, um, uh, we want to, we will want to look at that. That could be, that could, kid could have been traumatized in the past that we don't even know there was trauma that, or the child could have a behavioral disorder. We do want, we want to look at that. A anger is a doorway in constant anger. Um, physicality, if the child is, is angry and physical is hitting, right? Is pushing, is biting and doing that a lot, not as a phase, but doing that a lot, then, um, we would want to look at that for sure. So those are, would be the two things for the for younger kids. Later, what we would be looking at is is depression, you know, uh, substance abuse, those sorts of things. But at this age, we'd be looking, I think, at at that kind of thing. So we're going to transition from that question to another one, and uh, this one has to do with a a daughter, and uh, it's a, a very different kind of question than what we just tackled here uh, from Jenny. She says, "My daughter starts fifth grade tomorrow." During fourth grade, she had a lot of problems with girls having her do stuff she didn't want to do. She claims that girls were pulling uh, her to where they wanted her, and one girl was literally making a schedule for who and when she would be playing with during recess. My daughter is certainly on the introverted and agreeable side, but seems to be popular in school. She insists that she's telling them to stop, but I've heard from other friends that she really doesn't say anything. Whatever advice we give her, she immediately shuts down too. We've talked about setting boundaries and how her feelings are more important than worrying about hurting the other girl's feelings. I know this doesn't sound like a huge problem, but it is for her. She comes home crying and one day was inconsolable and we had to reach out to the teacher who would do nothing. 
Uh, with the new school year starting, unfortunately, we didn't quite get to that by then, but do you have any advice for helping her speak up for herself? So this is almost the opposite of the boy we just talked about. This is a girl who seems to need a, a sense of inner core, inner strength. Um, when you read that question, what are you hearing? What might you say to start this conversation? Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. One thing I want to point out, and this is anecdotal, but it's interesting how boundary issues show up in males and females. And and um, uh, and again, there can be exceptions to what I'm going to say. But we often see this pattern, and I think it's, and it's going to lead me to some practicalities. I think some of it has to do with biochemistry. When males, often when males have boundary issues, their boundary issues sort of fit along the line of, of male dominant chemical testosterone, which is an aggression chemical, um, and and then it fits along the line of a less developed prefrontal cortex uh, with fewer pathways. And prefrontal is where executive decision making is made and where impulse control happens. So males will tend to be impulsive when they um, are are. are pushing through those boundaries. They tend to be impulsive. They tend to be more physical. They do tend to break things more aggressive, etc. When females have boundary issues, it often is like this. And it, I would put it more in the category of oxytocin, bonding chemistry. And, um, and they also have well-developed, more well-developed frontal and prefrontal. So they're making executive decisions that are fitting their bonding chemistry and, and in her case, the executive decision she's making is, I want to be popular, I want to be friends with, I want to bond with, I want people to love me and attach with me and bond with me. And that's, that's my primary goal of my prefrontal and my frontal. That's my primary goal. So I'm going to give up self. I'm going to give up core self. I'm just going to let these people tell me what to do. And... Um, uh, you know, but and then there's there's going to be a reaction, just like in the case of the boy, where the reaction generally comes from others, his playmates who don't like him because he's breaking their stuff, or his parents or the other parents correcting him. In her case, the reaction does come at some point later from within, where where she's stressing herself out because she's doing the stuff that they want her to do, and so her brain chemistry and her her brain is almost at odds with itself. So um, she's in she's in fifth grade now, so she's going to be ten or eleven. Um, the her personality type, I think, is probably as described: so introverted and agreeable in terms of the big five. So I think, but the parents are going to need to do is keep first of all keep doing what they're doing because some of this she will grow out of as her hormones come in in adolescence she's going to you know and just socially and as a self she'll develop more self she'll develop more boundaries she'll develop more resilience it will come um, but they are going to have to focus on it with her and point it out and don't worry if she if she says well you know if she shuts down um, she's still hearing she still knows that her brain is fighting her brain and her heart is fighting her heart, you know, and she doesn't, she wants to find the middle ground between being liked and between being told what to do and just being a total follower. So she wants to find that and the parents should keep giving the message and, and a strategy they can try with her is to model. So like if, if she has been talked into doing something, let's say she's been talked into shoplifting that that's the first thing that came to me so uh, it could be something milder but let's say she's been talked into shoplifting and 
and let's say no one else has found out about it, but we found out about it. We know that's really a bad thing. We know that that's like over the line in terms of doing what other people want you to do. So we need to model with her what she should have said and just keep doing that. What you should have said to Mary was, what you should have done with Mary is, let's let's model that. Say it to me. No, Mary, I'm not going to shoplift. I mean, really, we got to be literal and keep modeling this for her and keep giving her practice and rehearsal so that when she gets in the situation the next time, she will have the script in her head and she's more likely to call up that script and say, no, I will not do that. No, I will not do that. Um, she may need that kind of repetitive habituation. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So it almost sounds like what you're suggesting here is that the parents, uh, and maybe I'm reading into this a bit, um, even create some scenarios that they can talk with her about and say, all right, let's say your friend Mary says this, how would you respond? And then help her with a better yeah. response. Uh, and and so it sounds like, you know, using some real life situations that maybe she's experienced and maybe some things to think about. Um, and this is, this is good for all kids, right? Uh, all right. So mm-hmm. your friend, Joe, your friend, Mary comes up to you and says, uh, uh, how would you like to go in the back of the school and we'll smoke something? Um, how are you going to respond to that? Because uh, it's peer pressure. It's your best friend. What do you do? And so some of those things, it sounds like uh, building some scenarios and talking it through to give her the, the tools she needs uh, to, to build that core self. Yeah, especially with this personality type. You know, we that's very, very important. Uh, help ask her to come up with 10 scenarios. You know, make that something you do on Saturday. Um uh, on the weekend or something, or as you're driving. I mean, just absolutely, that should become part of the parenting matrix. And it's very important for her, uh, especially, I think, for this personality and with this this sort of agreeableness that, that keep her, no, no smartphones for a while, like keep her off of hyper-dependence on social media because this is the kind of girl who could um, get sucked into something, you know, mm. via via devices she's only between 10 and 11 so really protect her and keep her away from potential bad influences while um while working with her on this and this could take six months it could take you know a period of time of of this kind of modeling and intervention and listening to her and getting the message through to her you know and getting other people involved that she respects and getting this message to her it could take it could take six six months so it may not happen overnight 
So when we were talking about the the boy and his boundary pushing, you you mentioned uh, you know these are going to be his strengths, his weaknesses as well, but his strengths. So with this personality type, what what are the strengths that come out of this kind of a personality type? Well, I think I think she's going to be well liked, and you know that's a that's a strength. Yep. I mean, all, going all through life, you know, if you're well liked, I mean, people just flock around you, and so there's going to be a way in which she will be a leader. Too, even though she has this introverted personality, she's got this very agreeable side. It's going to become part of her asset set, I, I think, and part of um, you know what makes her a, a really good leader or person in her workplace. Uh, mom, you know, community member. Uh, so I, I think it's a good personality to have. I'm I'm kind of a fan of the introverted personality, you know, the agreeable personality. I I think it makes it so that later when people are adults you know when they're when they can't get into as much trouble with that personality right? right when they have control of their lives they are independent that it's it's a really neat personality to have as an adult um, we just got to get through this phase so she doesn't get into something bad so it, it almost sounds like you're talking a little bit about building some resiliency in her in terms of the ability to know who she is and what her own boundaries are yeah, and that's part of what adolescence is for. She is entering adolescence, and so so it's great the parents know that she has this issue now, uh, right, at, at 10, 11, uh, as the hormones hit puberty going into adolescence. Kind of one of the primary social-emotional jobs of adolescence is building resilience. And one of the primary reasons that uh, that and we've talked about this before, that girls get into dramas with each other and do all this stuff with each other, you know, is to build boundaries. It's experiential. And adolescence is the time to do that. And then we have those boundaries built and we have that resilience built and that self built by the time, uh, you know, we hopefully 18 to 22, somewhere in there, we've used our adolescent years to build it. So she, she is on track and her parents are on track in helping her. And since they know to focus on this, what they're going to end up doing is, and she is going to end up doing is focusing on this very resilience building by confronting this, um, uh, this what we've, they've established as a kind of liability right now, by confronting this total followership, right? Confronting that and using that as the wedge to help build resilience and boundaries. Well, it's interesting how these are two very different children we're talking about, and yet the issue really does in some ways come down to, to boundary building, again, to, to protect, to build resilience. And it's, it's really one of the great callings we have as parents is to sort of know the personality of our child and then work within that personality uh, to help them uh, grow the resilience they need so that that personality can be healthy and strong as they grow into adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that nurture the nature, you know, that's a phrase I wrote a book called nurture the nature. And I use that phrase, as you know, all the time. These people have figured out their child's nature. Yes. And that's great that they understand their child's nature. And so they'll they'll nurture their child's nature. And I think that's makes for the most successful and happy adults if we've nurtured their nature rather than trying to engineer them to be. I don't know, a projection of what we want. Right. If we figure out who they are, and I applaud these parents, they've figured out. They got one kind of defiant one, and then these parents have one who's a follower. Well, they figured out this nature, so I, I applaud them. If you live in the Minneapolis area or driving distance, uh, Michael and I are going to be there February 29th, 2020. 
doing a Helping Christian Boys Thrive Summit. So it's a more of the faith-based version of our Helping Boys Thrive Summit. And if you'd like more information about that and would like to come out and see us, we'd be happy to see you there. It's uh, helpingboysthrive.org backslash Minneapolis. And also we want to say a, a big thanks again to our sponsors, A Place of Hope, the center up in the Seattle area with our good friend, Dr. Greg Jantz. And uh, Michael, uh, since we're talking about boundaries and personalities and so on, probably be good to mention the book you've written about boys and the book you've written about girls. It's been a little while since we've mentioned those. Oh, yeah. There's a lot about these sorts of things in Saving Our Sons, which is the newer book on boys, and then The Minds of Girls, which is the newest book on girls. Saving Our Sons, The Minds of Girls. And I will also put a plug in for The Stone Boys, which is a novel that um, I just published. And it's a heck of a page turner. So, and it's about boys growing up. So, saving our sons, the minds of girls, and if you're a novel reader, the Stone Boys. And they're all available on Amazon.com. I right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. You can go into bookstores and ask for them, but quickest way certainly is Amazon. Yep. Now, if you're listening in order of our podcasts, next week uh, we're going to talk about a subject that impacts a number of families. Uh, probably all families in some way, shape, or form. We're going to talk about imaginary friends that our kids have, and specifically within the context of those families who um, talk about Santa Claus at Christmas time. And what do we do with imaginary friends like Santa or the imaginary friends that our grandkids or our kids have? So that'll be our topic next week. Uh, Michael, we are grateful to you, as always, for the insights that you have. And I'm sure these parents in particular are really happy. And there's a lot of parents like them. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Tim. Thanks, everyone, for sending these great questions in. And if you do have a question for us, uh, you can go to wonderofparenting.com. And there's a question submission form. You, you just write your question. Uh, we've got a, a nice queue of questions, and we get to them as quickly as we can. And so if we can help you in any way, please send a question. And I'm pretty sure all of our listeners would appreciate hearing from you because they're wrestling with the same things that you are. So we look forward to being with you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Wonder of Parenting podcast. Uh, along with Michael Green, I'm Tim Wright, and we are glad uh, to have you listening. We'll see you again next week. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.